Hi everyone and welcome to the Two Men and a Pineapple podcast. My name is Cody. And I'm Michael. And we are two 30-year-old millennials living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The purpose of this podcast is to identify, deconstruct, and discuss the life events facing millennials. Each podcast episode will focus on one to two topics and present them in the form of what I wish I knew. We will share our own experiences as well as the tips, tricks, and secrets we've learned along the way which will hopefully encourage you to think, reflect, and discuss these topics amongst yourselves, your friends, and family. This podcast will be successful if it helps you to be able to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. The topic we're going to be discussing in episode one today is what I wish I knew about post-secondary education. A post-secondary education is any education or classes you take after high school. Now this can apply to someone in their early to late 20s who has never done any post-secondary education. You've never gone to university or college. But this can also apply to people a little later in life, in their early to late 30s, who are looking to have a career change or to upgrade their skills. So the first thing I wish I knew about post-secondary education is the importance of having a vision in mind. Now what I mean about that is the first thing you have to think of What do you want your job or career to be? Once you know that, then you can start planning what type of education you need to do. So I'm going to give you guys and gals a formula to use. What you should be asking yourself is what do you like to do? What are you good at doing? And then by combining those two, it's going to point you in several career directions. So when looking for a career, the bottom line is you're going to need to do something that you're going to get paid for. There might be several things that you like to do and that you're good at doing, but will lead to a career where it will be hard to make sufficient amount of money. An example could be you like to do art, you're a very good artist, but in terms of having a career as an artist, how easy is it to make a good living? Are you going to be a world-renowned artist? Chances are not really. But if you can look at, yeah, you like to do art, you're really good at art, is there maybe, you know, a subgroup under artist that you could do, like graphic design or working for a social media or technology company and using your artistic abilities. So by planning what career or job you want that is going to get you paid in the end, working back from that will really help guide you in choosing which type of post-secondary education you need and want. So to recap, you need to start by having a vision in mind. Now, once you have a vision in mind, what I wish I knew next is that it's so important to test that vision. And the way you test your vision is by job shadowing. Now, Michael, you have a really good real life experience of job shadowing to test your vision. To understand my vision, I realized a couple of things. One was what I like to do. So what I like to do was play sports and be athletic and be outside all the time. The second thing was what was I good at? So what I was really good at was school. So I enjoyed sciences and I enjoyed specifically the kinesiology part, the human body. And so I paired those together to get, you know, where could I make a career? And so what I came up with was an athletic therapist. Now I needed to test that vision. I needed to test how I was going to become an athletic therapist and if it was the right job for me. So what I did was 
went to my local physiotherapist clinic and without having a co-op or uh, without any prompting, I asked if I could shadow one of the physiotherapists there because I was interested in something similar to what they were doing. The reason why I did this was because I wanted to save my time knowing that what career I chose was something that I really wanted to do. So I spent the time volunteering with that physiotherapist to learn exactly what that career was about and if I really enjoyed it. So the way I job shadowed would be considered a formal way. After high school or within high school, I went and seeked out these professions in order to understand if I un really liked uh, those careers. So that was very formal. Cody actually has a very interesting uh, way of how he job shadowed. So if Michael's experience was very formal or by the book, mine was very informal. So I actually went to university right after high school without any type of job shadowing and I didn't know what career or job that I wanted to do. So when I was done university, I was wondering what am I going to do with my life? So I did things completely backwards. But Michael was already an athletic therapist at this point and we're really good friends and and volleyball is something we have in common. So playing volleyball with Michael, he would always treat everyone's injuries. He was always very knowledgeable with regards to his scientific facts, and the way he carried himself was so professional that I was just very admired by it. So I didn't know it at the time, but I was actually job shadowing Michael for an athletic therapist throughout our years of playing volleyball together. So one day I asked Michael, Michael, I think I want to be an athletic therapist, what exactly do I have to do? And what Michael did is he broke it down, he explained it to me, he showed me what a day in the life of an athletic therapist is like, and he pointed me in the direction of physiotherapy, which is very similar. And I went back to school and I became a physiotherapist. So these are two different ways to job shadow in order to determine which career or job you want. So once you have your vision and you've tested your vision and you know that that career or job really interests you and it's something worth pursuing, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to have to decide between college or university. Now your vision, your career, it might lead you to one of three possibilities. One, it's only offered at a university level, so you're going to university. Two, it's only offered at a college level and you're going to college. Or third, there are programs offered at university as well as a college for your career choice. Now when deciding between going to university or college, there are a few considerations you should make. Michael, what do you say? How many of you out there have heard that college is beneath university? I'm gonna tell you why that stigma is not true. College is two years, and at the end of it, you have a job, and you're getting paid almost six figures. On top of that, you get more hands-on experience, or job experience, they would typically call it, you have professors that actually went to university, taught university students, or sorry, went to university and went to graduate school in order to teach college students. So you're getting a university education anyway. And you have, it's two years. You're done in shorter time than a university student. So I really don't see that as a negative uh, impact. And to play to this negative connotation, you could actually go to university if you so chose to after college with the abundance of bridge programs that are offered for any diploma program that is offered now, right? 
university compared is four years. You probably spent six figures and you're hoping to God you have a job. So which one has that negative stigma, right? You break that down and you're looking at everybody making money way before in college than in university. And that's a huge struggle. I would never want to go to university after what I've been through. There are different variables to choosing between a college and a university. If you're choosing a college route, you are looking at more hands-on experience and a shorter time frame with more compact information, where in a university setting, you're looking for more theoretical knowledge with a longer time frame, so four years, and possibly more if you're going into graduate school. So really, there shouldn't be this college is beneath university. If anything, it should be flip-flop now because of all the experience and personal experience we have with university or friends from university who don't have jobs and college friends who are living the life right now because they were able to get their skills and their experience and make that money as soon as possible. And they enjoy what they did. So now that we know whether we're going to college or university, next up is what school do we choose to go to? Now, I wish I knew that the school you go to really doesn't matter. Now, that vision, that career or job that you're chasing, that may or may not dictate school selection. Now, what I mean by that is if you have a very specialized program like athletic therapy, there may be only certain schools that offer it. In those cases, you're going to select those few schools to apply to, get into, and then ultimately choose one from that group. But if you're choosing a program that is more broad, let's say mathematics, engineering, every school or almost every school offers those programs. And it really doesn't matter where you get that degree from. Now at the end of the day, when you've graduated and you're applying for jobs, you will be asked where you went to school, but it won't be for the reason that you're thinking. See, employers don't view U of T as any better than Western or University of Alberta any better than UBC. The reason really an employer asks you where you went to school is just looking for some mutual ground to build a connection with you. Maybe you guys lived in the same city. Maybe they went to the same school you did. But it has absolutely nothing with how smart or prestigious that school is. So don't worry about which school you get into and ultimately go to, as long as that vision is kept intact and you're working towards it. I just want to share my experience with choosing a school. So I chose as my vision to be an athletic therapist. And so it did matter which school I went to because in Ontario, there are only two athletic therapy programs, one at Sheridan College and the other at York University. I chose to go down the college route as my specific school. And Cody will explain how he chose a different route. Yes, so I chose the university route and I chose U of T, not because I had a vision, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but because of the prestige of the school. What I just finished telling you <laughs> not to choose a school based on. When you live in Toronto, everyone says UFT is the best school to go to. So I just decided to go to UFT. So did choosing UFT after you just said for prestige, did that end up helping you? So absolutely not. 
So after university, I went to physio school, and there's 50 of us, and we all went to different schools, and nobody cared that I went to U of T at all. So did the prestige of U of T help me out at all? Was it worth picking that school? Not at all. It did. There was no difference whether I went there or if I went to another school. It really didn't matter. Now this leads us into the next thing we wish we knew about post-secondary education, and that's your major doesn't really matter. Now there's a caveat to this. If you're choosing to be a mathematician, obviously your major matters. You're going to choose a math major. Yeah. You're not going to do art, <laughs> right? But if you're someone that is eyeing graduate school, so we're talking researching, medical school, any type of education after undergraduate, it doesn't really matter your major so much as it matters the prerequisite classes for those graduate programs. So for example, if we're talking applying to physio school, so that's a master's degree, that's something you do after your undergrad, what you want to do is you want to look up the physio schools and you want to find out what are the prereqs, the prerequisites to get into those schools. There's usually very few classes, like a handful, English, math, a biology. All you need to do in your undergrad is you want to take those prerequisites and everything else you take, you want to make them as enjoyable and as easy as possible. Because your, under, your undergraduate degree in this situation is just a stepping stone to get you into that graduate or professional school. So where I went, where I went wrong in my experience is I thought I needed to take the most difficult classes and if I did well at them, then medical school or physio school would look at me in a different light. And I was completely wrong. I did it completely backwards. I took all these unnecessary courses all these calculus courses and everything else and Michael's sitting here laughing at me <laughs> and uh, I completely regret taking them I wish I took things that more interested me and that were easier to do so when I finished my undergrad and went to physio school you know you start talking with your other classmates in physio school and what their majors were there were people there that were economics majors they were English majors all they had in common with me was that we took the same prerequisites. So I might have had a tougher time in my undergrad by taking all these really hard classes and you know majoring in mathematics or human biology as opposed to someone that took economics or someone that took art and maybe took more bird courses or easier courses but just stuck to those prerequisites and we still had the same vision, different routes, and we both got our vision or our career in the end. So I do have one comment, and that would be maybe those individuals that took economics or maybe even accounting or another undergraduate degree that they enjoyed, right? They did really well. Maybe they're really good at math, and they had a, a passion halfway through and chose physio school after. They might actually come out on top. They might have that business savvy. They might have another technical skill taking all those other courses that they enjoyed and had a lot of fun doing. And now they're with you in physio school. So they might actually end up building a business right out of it because they had four years of business-related courses. Mm -hmm. So there's that to think about, too. You might actually really enjoy a topic, and that might end up helping you in the future. 
So what Michael just said actually ties us into our next point on things that we wish we knew about post-secondary education. And that's keep your options open. So when you're doing this post-secondary education, your vision might change. Or you weren't 100% dedicated to that vision in the first place. So if that's the case, by keeping your options open, you have the flexibility to change without just restarting everything. So on top of keeping your options open, the way you do that is by excelling at core classes. Now what I mean by that is, if you know you want to do something in sciences, you want to take your math, you want to take your biology, your chemistry, your physics, take those core classes and just do as well as you can on them. That way, if your vision does change, you can then choose to do whatever you like. Because remember, if you excel at your courses, you can choose whatever you want to do. Just remember that. Do the best you can do, and after that, you can choose whatever you want to do. Now, to use a personal example, I went through my entire undergrad not knowing what I wanted to do. But I knew that it wanted to be something in science and helping people. So I took my physics, took my chemistry, my biology, math. I took things that wouldn't limit any options for me. And all I focused on was doing the best I could in each of those subjects so that I knew by the time I finished, no matter which direction I wanted to go in, I knew more than likely I'd be able to do whatever I wanted to as long as my marks were very high. So remember when you're contemplating going back to school, two to four years dedicated to upgrading your skills, learning a new trade, a new craft, that will never compare to 30 years spent doing a job or a career that you hate. For all of those millennials that are contemplating on going back to school or you know, you're looking at your career currently and you don't enjoy it, you don't love it, and you can't sit with it for another 30 years, well, to that I say, you know, it's never too late. And I will leave off you know, my portion of this with a personal example. As an athletic therapist, I mentioned that I knew my vision very early on and I tackled that vision, I did the right things, I shadowed the right people, and at the end of the day, I looked back and I said, you know what, this isn't for me, I can't do this for another 30 years. So what did I do, right? I did what we talked about. I looked at what did I like to do, what was I good at, and what could make me money, and made a new vision. And I went and shadowed graduate students. I you know, found a new passion with research, and I'm pursuing graduate school at the ripe age of 30-ish um, in order to have a new career, something that I love to do. Now, it is still tied to what I currently do, which is I want to be a professor teaching athletic therapists. To everyone out there contemplating going back to school, to changing careers, to upgrading your skills, to learning a new craft, investing two to four years of your life in education is always the better option than spending 30 years doing a job that you do not enjoy. We just want to thank everyone out there for listening to our first episode of the Two Men in a Pineapple podcast. We look forward to reading your comments about things you wish you'd known about post-secondary education. Thanks for tuning in. Now go eat a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs>